On this episode, we are going to wait for it. So stay with us. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. The Bible says, be patient, therefore, brethren. And in our modern society where everything is quick and quick and quick, sometimes we need to wait for it. That's the topic of our episode this week. In the studio is Jonathan and Israel and Siku, and I'm Justin Kim, and you're on Inverse. We're going to encourage you to open your Bibles and go to James chapter 5, and also go to inversebible.org, where you can download our Bible study guides, and also catch up on past episodes on our study in the book of James. So, hey guys. Hi. Hi. Hey. Uh, you guys have your Bibles? We do oh, have yeah. our Bibles. Are they open? <laughs> Very good. And uh, thanks, Israel. Sometimes the Lord uses you to, to increase my patience in, in our, in our, in our friendship, for sure. Let's go to James chapter 5. And Jonathan, can you pray for us before we read Scripture? Let's pray. Father, we're just thankful again for the opportunity to open the Word. We pray that uh, your Word will be living and active and really speak to us and convict us and guide us, encourage us. Uh, Lord, I know there are people watching right now who, who need a word from you. And I pray that today um, that it will come through. I ask that you will guide us in our discussion and that you will be glorified in everything we say and do. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, Siku, what are some, some experiences that you have had uh, in the book of James, especially in this uh, quarter that we're in, in this 13-week arc? Uh, what are some things that, man, I've read James a million times, but this is something that I just, wow, this is really cool, and that stand out from as you remember our past episodes. Um, well, the thing, that, the thing that probably stood out the most for me has been when we looked at wisdom, mm. the wisdom that's from above, wisdom mm. that's from beneath. Mm -hmm. And in that study, just seeing that it's about character. Mm. Um, and then uh, since that study, actually, I've been reflecting on all, <laughs> all, all of the book of James, and it mm. seems like mm. it's really a, a book about character, mm. you know, about our character development, you know, that, that God wants us to, to be a certain person. So I guess, I'd never seen the book of James as being a book about character development, but that's that's a new lens that I've been mm -hmm. seeing it through. Mm -hmm. Amen, amen, awesome, awesome. Well, let's continue that character development in the realm of patience mm -hmm. and long-suffering and uh, endurance. And we're gonna go to chapter five, verse seven through, let's see, where do we go to verse 12? And uh, Israel, can you read that for us? Yes. Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and the latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we count them blessed to endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. But above all, my brethren, do not swear, either by heaven or by earth, or with any other oath, but let your yes be yes, and your no, no, lest you fall into judgment. Mm. 
I got to confess, you know, uh, reading the book of James has been very one of more an easy book to read, but a difficult book to read. Each section is easy to understand, but sometimes just going from here to here to here. But this uh, quarter for me has been great to see the linkage between mm-hmm. each section, and there's a really deep undercurrent uh, throughout this. Uh, last week we looked at the Lord of Sabaoth, the Lord of Hosts, and how James always roots every little circumstance into the person and the ministry of the Lord Jesus, and we see the same thing going on here. Um, uh, Jonathan, where are we in, in the flow of, of, of James? Mm-hmm. Right? How, how did we get to this point? When, in verse 7, when, when he says, therefore be patient, brethren, uh, what, what has mm-hmm. he talked about that leads us uh, to this being patient? Um, James really addresses various issues in the, in the early church uh, that they are struggling with, whether it is um, you know, just practical Christianity, uh, not t- gossiping or talking bad about each other, mm-hmm. uh, or if it is you know, really real religion, doing the, the word, not just hearing it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but then also self-control, he talks about just very practical issues. Uh, but at the same time, there's an underlying theme of um, persecution and, and strive and troubles and uh, temptations, uh, issues that are, you know, harsh to you know, harsh in this world for, for a Christian. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he's addressing this now again, he's bringing it up again uh, as he comes to conclusion in his letter mm. um, and says, you know, therefore be patient. Uh, until the coming of the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, he he. What I appreciate about that is that James, the, you know, does not say, "Oh, everything's great as a Christian. Everything's always going to be, you know, the butterflies and the sunshine and and the, yay! It's so great to be a Christian." It's really you have you have this reality check that sin in this world, sin is harsh to holiness. Mm. Uh, living in this world is, is, is harsh as a Christian mm. because you're fundamentally living a lifestyle that's opposed to the rest of the world. Mm. And so there will be uh, realities of persecution. There will be realities of, of just, just negative experiences that we have to patiently endure for a little while mm. until the coming of the Lord. And so that's what he's now, you know, uh, honing in on in this last chapter. Yeah, a couple of verses before it mentions, mm-hmm. in, 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 totally in your context, yeah. that uh, in verse 4, uh, the, the you know, court. crying out because yep. of the fraud. And uh, we mentioned last week, last last episode, that the that now once we cry out, we're just not crying out to mm. anyone. We're crying out to the Lord of Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, mm-hmm. the Lord uh, in, in this crazy, uh, unimaginable hierarchy of heaven and the angels and, and, and God to the top pinnacle, yeah. right? And he has heard it. Mm-hmm. So now that he's heard it, we just have to wait on him to answer. Mm-hmm. And it may seem like a long time, but it's a very short time. And so that therefore is be, be patient it, is, you know, your email has been received. Yes. Your circumstances are known. The Lord knows every intimate circumstance about you. But we, we wait. It's it's easy to say, yeah. very difficult to, to wait out. And, and uh, if I can just mention some, one yep. more thing. I, I, I'm trying to imagine myself as the receiver of this letter mm-hmm. or, or you know, the listener of the sermon when James is giving this. We, you know, uh, it is commonly understood that James was the brother of Jesus, mm-hmm. half-brother or whatever it was, step-brother. Mm-hmm. Um, James knows Jesus, mm-hmm. okay? So if he says, be patient until the coming of the Lord, it's like, listen, you trust me? I know my brother, like he's going to be faithful. And, 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 and so just be a little more patient. I think it's a beautiful thing. Like if I, if you tell me, you know, Justin or Siko, like, oh, that you, you know, your sibling, your brother or sister, uh, he, she's, she's going to come visit. Trust me. 
I believe you immediately. Why wouldn't I? Mm. Right? And so I, I, I try to, because we're now removed 2,000 years from this, ex, from this letter, yeah. you know, it's easy to be like, oh, I don't know. It's like, where's Jesus? All these things. But like, he knows him. And, and I try to take encouragement from that, that I trust James, that, you know, this is going to come true. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, I just, I just thought of that context from, uh, you know, when, when I listened to it, mm-hmm. how I felt. Siku. And, and something that James does that I've noticed he does in the book, he, he'll, he'll mention something briefly and then he'll come back to it. Yes. Yeah, that's, right? that is true. Yeah. That's so true. they like throw a little nugget in there, the tongue, and then yeah. like, wait, let me tell you about the tongue, <laughs> you know? Yep. Right? Yep. And this, um, this being patient, of course, it harkens back to um, chapter one, mm. yeah. right, where oh, yeah. mm-hmm. he's talking about um, trials that you experience. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I mean, it's, it's apropos because earlier in, cha- in the beginning of chapter five, he's talking about the, uh, the, the oppression that, that people mm-hmm. receive, yes. um, which is a form of trial, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. then in chapter one, he's talking about trials, counting it all joys when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith, verse three, produces patience. Mm-hmm. And then he says something that he expands on in chapter five, in ver- is verse four of chapter one, he says, but let patience have its perfect work. Mm-hmm. And this is the goal that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing. Mm -hmm. How he puts it in in chapter 5, he says, see, continuing verse 7, see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of uh, of the earth, Mm -hmm. waiting patiently for it until it receives the Mm -hmm. early and latter rain. Mm -hmm. You also be patient. Mm -hmm. Establish your hearts. So he's saying, similarly to what he had said before about, you know, the trying of your faith, it worketh patience, like God is doing something to you in the middle of the trials. He says, now look at a farmer. Um, basically there's a process that needs to happen that the farmer is not in control of. Yes. He has to wait for the process to take place so that he can receive the fruit. And the fruit of, of this patient waiting is that God is working out something in your character that you will be perfect, that you'll be entire and lacking mm-hmm. nothing. And so he's saying in the midst of the very real problems that we mm-hmm. face, uh, um, economic injustice, what, what, what have you, be patient. Mm-hmm. You can have patience because you know that Lord of Sabaoth is coming. And in this patience, God is working something out in you, just like he does in the farm motif. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that context of waiting is also uh, the, so I guess, I guess what am I trying to say? The injustice that mm-hmm. they felt or they received at that time and every injustice since then, mm-hmm. is every injustice pointing to the second coming? Mm-hmm. Or does God also intervene before that? Mm-hmm. Or do we, this is, is the second coming the, the, the fullest, um, uh, what, what's the word? Um, making right of all things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judgment. Restitution. restitution. That's the word mm-hmm. I was thinking about. Is, is that the ultimate? Uh, the ultimate, ultimate restitution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, not necessarily the only, you know, we can see glimpses of justice, mm-hmm. right? But, but for, an, for the ultimate, you know, where, where everything will be made right and every question will be answered and every injustice will be addressed, mm-hmm. for that we have to wait for the second yeah. coming. Mm-hmm. And he says, establish your hearts in verse 8. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. There's a, a certain like um, 
uh, a fortitude, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, of spirit that yeah. it brings, knowing that the Lord yeah. is at hand. I, I, I'm emphasizing this because it may seem very elementary, but often we think of the second coming of the Advent as irrelevant, or it's something mm -hmm. that we've been waiting for, as you said, 2,000 years. Mm -hmm. But we are entering, we are already in, already have been in a society where there is just superfluous injustice, mm -hmm. and we're expecting more and more superfluous, uh, uh, more injustice. And how does the church react? What does the Bible have to mm -hmm. say? And they say, well, you know what? It's the Lord of hosts has heard our cries. Mm -hmm. And then now is the time for the Advent, the second Advent, to even be more real, the hope of the Advent, even more and, and proclaimed more than ever mm -hmm. as, as time comes to a close. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, um, uh, I mentioned earlier the relationship between James and Jesus. Uh, I, there is a tension that we have uh, in this text here uh, when it says, when he calls you for patience, mm. uh, there's a tension that uh, you how do you bear that? Because like, if I don't have justice now, how can I endure mm. uh, until that comes? Jonathan, hold that thought. Uh, we need to have some patience as we take a break and then the tension will be resolved when we come back after this. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Welcome back. We've been talking about endurance and patience and tension being resolved. Jonathan. Yeah, so there's tension that takes place um, as you if, as you face or in experience injustice, you want justice. As you face trials, as you face uh, the, the harshness of this world, as, mm. in, in, you know, as a Christian, the, as I mentioned earlier, sin is harsh to holiness. So as you face that and you're called to have patience, it's easy to say that now, but then to do it when, when it happens, it's a different story. So how do we do that? Um, and I believe that's where um, it, it says the end in, in verse 8, you also be patient, establish your hearts uh, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. How do we establish our hearts? I believe that as a Christian, uh, the, the way we endure is through um, two things. First of all, our picture of God. Uh, who, how do we... How do we see God? Mm -hmm. uh, is He, you know, our gracious, loving Father who understands, who is merciful? Uh, do we know that Jesus endured Himself as well? He understands our pain. And then the second thing is, of course, then through that relationship um, mm. that, we, that we know that He cares. And, and that this is how we, I think this is the importance, the establishing of our hearts. That's not just like, all right, you know, um, I'm a Christian now. It's, that is a very fundamental, my entire life is being laid at the altar, my entire life is being established in Jesus. It has to do with submission yeah. to God, um, but based on the picture of God, which is, you know, God is love, God cares. Yeah. And so, if I know that God cares, and I see that God is patient with me, and He endures ourselves, you know, our, the pain that we have laid upon Him, that can help us then to endure as well. And of course, supernatural beautiful, grace beautiful. and strength. I mean, I got it's just, I think existentially, yeah. that, that, that relationship with Jesus, as, as cliche as that sounds, yeah. it's, it's, what, it's what dispels time. Right? You know, when you're in a real relationship, you can endure through the length of it because Jesus is real, exactly what you mentioned. But too often, those who lose patience or those who are impatient mm -hmm. is because that God is an impersonal God or they lose sight of the relationship. So they're just waiting for an event. Mm -hmm. They're waiting for, you know, the their, their focus is on their injustice being resolved. Mm -hmm. And you can only wait so long for that, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But to suspend this and, has, and, and, and see something else that's 
just more marvelous and, and transcendent is the answer. I mean, I love that. I, I love your exposition on establish your hearts. We'll yeah. go to Israel and then Siku. Yeah, coming along with a little bit what he's saying, it, it, notice the, the, it takes a lot of maturity to, to understand the perspective that he's laying down here. And I think that Indeed. that's where ho hopefully the experience of James has led us to the point where now we understand the, the need for maturity in the Christian experience. Mm -hmm. So we, we come to Christ just the way we are. This is beautiful. It's a great experience. But if we stay there, we could never get to this point. And, and, and look at what he says. To me, it's extremely profound in verse 7. It says, Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. And then he says, See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth. It's important for us to know what he's saying. See how he waits for the precious fruit of the earth. Not just any kind of fruit. It, this is precious fruit. Mm. And then notice what it says. Waiting patiently, waiting patiently for it, for the fruit, until, until it, that's the fruit, receives the early and the latter rain. Mm -hmm. Now, what's, what's crazy about this thing is that only an experienced farmer can really fully comprehend what is, what is going on here, right? In other words, it takes experience and maturity as a farmer to understand what he's saying. He's saying the fruit is waiting for the early and latter rain, right? But the fruit is not even there. Like when the early rain comes, the fruit is not even there. Mm -hmm. It's just a seed. But the farmer considers that seed already the precious fruit. Mm -hmm. And so what he's saying is, it is the fact that the farmer knows that the fruit is in the seed that allows him to patiently wait for that fruit to mature. Mm -hmm. An immature farmer or an immature person is gonna be like, that's not fruit, that's a seed. And it's true. But what determines whether that's a seed or a fruit is the maturity of the person mm -hmm. looking upon the scene, mm -hmm. right? To a farmer, the seed is the fruit. And so to a, to a Christian, mm -hmm. a Christian that has had an experience with Christ, that has experienced real religion, looks at the trials not as seed of something that is in the future going to be developed, but looks at the Christian experience now as a reality, or look sorry at heaven as a as a reality now, not as something that is some that is to be received in the future. My walk with God is as real now mm -hmm. as it will be when He comes in the clouds mm, of glory, that's right? Profound. And so that's what He's trying to say. You got to think about the farmer, the precious fruit, the early and the latter rain. It receives even though it looks like a seed, mm -hmm. understanding that it is a fruit. And He says, "So you also be patient and establish your hearts for the wow. coming of the Lord is at hand." Mm. This is critical too because. An experienced farmer understands, even though it seems like a long time, and even though day by day you go and it, you know, the, 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 the uh, plant is small, before you know it, even though it's a long time uh, passing, before you know it, it comes a lot faster than you think it's going to come. Mm. And, and that also takes an, a certain amount of, of maturity. Like when I send the kids uh, when they were little and you send them to water the plants, they're thinking like, this is so horrible. It looks the same. I don't see any fruit. And then the fruit comes out. They're excited for 10 seconds. Oh, look, we got a little fruit. And then when is this thing going to turn? You know, when is it going to ripen? And, and, and we lose hope. But, but you realize as an experienced farmer, it happens a lot faster mm -hmm. than you think. It's at hand. And that, it, takes, it takes a certain maturity to understand that. 
Go ahead, Siko. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, I took so long with that. that. No, that's all right. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> profound. On the, on the farming thing, um, you know, we, we just started, we just planted some peppers, right? And, you, you know. You just did? A little yeah, too late, okay. it's fine. No, no it's not too late. We're doing, we're doing a winter garden. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, you know, when you go shopping and you buy green peppers, um, the green peppers are the cheapest, and then the more colorful until the red are the most expensive and I didn't know this for a long time that it's the same plant right mm -hmm. um, it's the same bell pepper plant but I thought of this when it talks about the precious fruit because wh when the bell peppers come out and they're green you could harvest them and you can cook them and you can eat them and they'll be nutritious you can harvest them when they start turning color when they start turning like yellowish you know, orange but to wait for it to ripen to get to its you know to the ultimate you know bell pepper where it's actually even sweet when you eat it it takes time mm. right to wait for that part of why we can be afraid to wait for it is because we want instant gratification mm. sometimes we're afraid maybe that it won't make it to that stage I'm afraid that I won't receive justice mm -hmm. and if I let go right now and I wait justice won't come and I'm thinking you know um, especially in situations where when we've been wronged and even in even even the ability to forgive mm -hmm. um, is hindered because I want justice and if I forgive that means will yes. they get justice in the end yeah. if I forgive them mm -hmm. right. and it stops us from being able to live free lives because I'm afraid justice. that justice won't be served yeah and all of this, what it does is waiting for that precious fruit allows me to live my life right now, mm -hmm. right? It says that that bell pepper is going to ripen, right? And, and if I harvest it now or try to get the ultimate justice now, it, it actually short circuits the abil my ability to live my life right now and the, what the ultimate justice is going to be yeah. in the end. Mm -hmm. So waiting patiently for the fruit to ripen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, amen. Uh, Jonathan, uh, we're gonna, we need to move on to verse 9, sure. but we don't want, I don't want a shortcut. Uh, I was just going to say a short thing about what Israel was mentioning, that uh, the farmer and, and so on, we, we live with an already and not yet kind of mindset. Mm -hmm. We believe now, and this is how we establish our, our, our faith. It has to be now and today, and don't put it off to tomorrow. And this is what James is pointing out, like, listen, the coming of the Lord is at hand. You don't know when you're going to die, you know. Uh, you you got to live now and today in faithfulness and not, you know, put it off to later. Uh, establish it now. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Well, let's go to verse 9 and then help me with it. Again, as we've been doing, we move on to another section sure. where we see how it's connected and there, there, there's some profundity that we see there. Verse 9, do not grumble against one another, mm. and brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You've heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord and that the Lord indeed is, a uh, Lord is very compassionate and merciful. So we see a lot of the similar elements of, of uh, patience and endurance that you guys have all been talking about. Uh, verse 9, but he, then he does mention, don't grumble against another. Kind of a weird thing just to kind of throw in there. Yeah, it you have a like a chili yeah. pepper in your, in your pancake <laughs> recipe. What's going on? I think it makes a lot of sense. I think what he's saying is grumbling is antithetical to patience. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's an expression of impatience. Yeah, mm. and so he's saying the fact that we're grumbling, whether we're grumbling against our circumstances or against other people, mm. it shows the fact it's an exposure to the fact that we are actually, in essence, truly lacking mm. patience. Mm. And so he says, you know, don't grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. And, and notice what it says: Behold, the judge is standing at the door. Mm -hmm. That that's similar language to, you know. 
the, the, that the Lord is at hand, right? Mm -hmm. Which is similar back to, um, uh, it's going to be similar to what he's saying in verse 10 as well. This, this idea, this idea of the fact that God is already there. Grumbling, the issue with grumbling is that what, what he's trying to portray is we set up for ourselves, uh, ultimately your words develop your character, mm -hmm. you know, and it seems almost insignificant. I'm just saying something, but ultimately I'm developing a character which before we know it, it's going to be so difficult to reverse mm. and then he's at the door, right? Yes. And so I think this idea of grumbling is essentially losing losing sight of the fact that Jesus is 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 very soon to come mm -hmm. and losing sight of the fact that we're not focusing on the yeah. fruit because that, that's why we're grumbling and that is a rebuke to our our millennial generation yeah. mm. to everything on social media to every generation. everything to every, to every generation, <laughs> to every generation. <laughs> especially the millennial especially and the z the and the alphas who complain that they don't have any avocados that are not ripe anymore <laughs> speaking of being ripe uh and yeah no it's that is that is awesome that is rebukingly uh, awesome i yes, think John. james really uh really is trying to appeal to a mature faith. And we've mentioned this before because, uh, you know, I, I don't know, when, we were, when you were asking about what does grumbling have to do, I, I had to think of like a car full of hangry people. Mm -hmm. We're all like driving to, towards a restaurant, but everyone is hungry and, uh, and they get hangry and then like emotions quickly spill out and like, ah, oh, you get sharp with each other. Uh, but that's immature, right? But if, if throughout the whole book, James is calling for mature faith, uh, establishing of your faith. And that again takes place as we submit to God, as we get to know Him as our friend and our Savior, our Creator, mm -hmm. as our judge, uh, and, and and He develops us then into people who have the ability to love each other, to be patient uh, with each other and with the circumstances in in, you know, in Christ's righteousness. There, there's a grumbling on that level, but there's also the grumbling on the level of why does the church, why does the church, why does the government, yeah, why does yeah. government, mm -hmm. why does God, why isn't God here yet? That's so true. Uh, and these are these upper level, and we start, you know, the, 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 the second advent, maybe that's just a conditional prophecy, maybe mm. that's this isn't happening, and we see more sophisticated forms right. of grumbling in the church today. Mm. And anecdotally, um, the Israelites, one of the reasons why they, they were rebuked, like talking about when, when Paul talks about them, is because mm. of complaining, mm. right? Complaining, and mm. it always hits me hard because I can I'm very capable. Now we are all uh, of that lot here, and hopefully you've been rebuked. I know I have been, and so we, we follow. We uh, we the last that's thought I'm thinking of here in verse 12 is let your yeses be yeses and your noes noes. If you continue in the line of James, may the Lord bless your words and your words on social media as well. I know that's my prayers, and the Lord help me with my complaining, not just for this complaint in itself, but develop my faith in the return of your son to be an eschatological reality. Look it up and what that means. Uh, thanks for <laughs> joining us here on Inverse. We'll see you next week as we continue in the last two lessons in the book of James. Some practical wisdom from a long time ago. Totally, totally, totally applicable for today. God bless you. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Kelly Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is Inverse.